At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds. And Wes, those Cowboys, after holding the Chargers to three, mm-hmm. right down the field, getting a touchdown. Zeke, 21, gets it done. So right now they are up 14-3. to three. We mentioned that Mike Wobshaw is going to be a very popular man today. He said they should probably have their own network, at least one yes. camera. Just, we're going to be going to Wobby a lot today, because we think we're going to get a lot of points out in the desert. That shootout is certainly underway. And Mike... Free KC8. How good does Kirk Cousins look so far? Well, I mean, he's doing everything right. He even has more rushing yards than Kyler Murray has. What? I mean, he's, everything's going Kirk Cousins' way right now. He's got three touchdowns. He's over 100 yards. He only has one incompletion. The Vikings have 20 points. Now, they did miss the extra point, <laughs> uh, which is a bummer, but it's 20-7. to seven, Super high-scoring game here. I just looked. The total right now is 63.5, which is an insane number for an NFL game and uh, the game opened at 51 obviously and they're gonna uh, they're on pace to blow that out of the water the Vikings total points uh, the over under at when the game started was 23 and a half so obviously this game is trending up now Wes you talked you and Dave talked about something interesting when a game is trending one way so Mm. strongly you know which side do you want to be on and I think you really have to look at the game flow and then is is the trend happening naturally through natural thing like natural right. game flow, or are exactly. there other things that are propping it up or holding it down, like a defensive score, right? And one thing I would point out here that would say this is a natural trend to a high-scoring game is the length of the scoring drives. I mentioned two 75-yard scoring drives and a 73-yard scoring drive. This last one for the Vikings, which was a Justin Jefferson touchdown, was an 83-yard uh, scoring drive. So, I mean, o- offense is clicking on all cylinders here. And, Wabi, I want to follow up with that because one of the themes, I think, for last week's loss with Minnesota and Cincinnati, nine penalties in the first half all by the offensive line. But this has been a, a really big turnaround despite the fact that Derrishaw, their draft pick, not going today. But this offensive line, what has gotten into these guys? Because last week they were absolutely dreadful. I know what got into him. Uh, from my experience being around him, it was Mike Zimmer. Yes. I think Mike Zimmer got into the, <laughs> Good answer. the mouth last week in practice. So, yeah, yeah they, uh, they, it's a much crisper, much cleaner performance here. And this happens a lot of times in games, guys, where all week you talk about one storyline for one team, then the game happens, and it's the other team that's sort of writing that storyline. So it was all about the Cardinals offense and all those playmakers, but it's the Vikings offense right now that's on fire. And again, after the Cardinals answered that first touchdown with a touchdown of their own, forcing a punt here, and I know Mike Zimmer wants to focus on that defense a little bit. So 20-7 to right now, uh, and looking really good offensively, to your point, Wes, right now that offensive line giving KC8 all kinds of time. And again, I had him in D.C., covered him. He's a, a very studious guy. If you give him time, he can be elite. Most guys in this league can if you can protect the passer, it's just you get some, I would say, 
unbalanced performances sometimes when you pressure mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins. So if they can keep him clean, you got to like the prospects of the Vikings winning today in that overhead. And there was just a deflected pass there that went right in the arms of Mac Williams for 41 yards. <laughs> and now you've got Arizona right back in it in terms of uh, getting into uh, just outside the red zone here in Vikings territory at about the 26-yard line. So here it comes on the move. Adjusted total now up to 63.5. And, and again, 3-3 right now, Tennessee in Seattle. Tank Williams said before that game pre-flop, hey, look for a physical game. We're getting it so far. And I think that's exactly what Mike Vrabel wants to see out of his unit after Arizona ran roughshod on them in mm-hmm. week one. Wes, with all of the 1 o'clock games uh, put to bed here for a while now, you know, we're not wrong a lot occasionally mm-hmm. we might get one or two things wrong. I want to know from you, sir, what were you wrong about? What's wrong on the Jacksonville Jaguars just in the spot? And look, it's not wrong in terms of like a macro sense with the team. This team is not going to be very good. And and look, Chad Andrus, who was following that game for us in the early window uh, from Denver, and he was talking about, look, the numbers for Lawrence are going to look bad. 14 of 33, 114 yards, did throw two picks. One of them was a deep shot, whereas just like in college, okay, get your open guy in space, your best athlete, and try to have him go get it. Well, the problem is in the NFL on defense, they got just as good athletes. They and Pat, Pat Sertan the second made a hell of a play and got that interception. Look, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a very good quarterback in the National Football League. I think the talent is there. I think the pedigree is there. But – doesn't really have a lot around him in terms of the offensive line. I know he only got sacked one time today, surprisingly enough, against this Denver defense. But you're just they're just not a really talented team down there in Jacksonville. I liked him in the spot yeah. against Denver because it's like, okay, maybe an overreaction because the look-ahead line was two and a half, and I was just going on number there. I was like six, you know. And it really didn't move, even though you knew that it was probably getting public support. So that told me that there was a resistance point on Jacksonville. Did not work out, and Denver deserved cover. Really doubled the Jags in yardage, 398 to 189. So, uh, you know, tough for it to get going. And we heard those reports from Jason LaConfora at CBS last week. There's some dissension on that coaching staff between Urban Meyer and kind of his guys he came up with through the college ranks, and then the NFL lifers on the other side. So, uh Jacksonville, uh, very much what I think people thought that they were going to be. <laughs> USC, excuse me, Urban Meyer. No, he's he, not going to he, go to USC. I don't know if he's going to Petrino that man and leave a note in the locker. <laughs> but uh, if you do have dissension in the coaching ranks, if Jason, and he's an excellent reporter, Jason Lockenfora, that can that can be a big problem. Yes. Right? So let's, we're going to watch that. But again, I was with you. I felt like Jacksonville, where they got out to that early 7 nothing lead, you were mm-hmm. catching six. You felt pretty good with that 13 nothing lead, and then Denver just took over. And their defense, Vic Fangio. You know, if I was wrong about something today, it's that I didn't back with financially the Raiders. Because emotionally, I like John Gruden. Yes. I like what I'm seeing out of Gus Bradley in this defense, but I didn't have the you-know-whats to actually put some of my hard-earned money on the Raiders today on the road because I kept looking at it like five, it's too short, it's six days. They're coming off the big Monday night win against Baltimore. It's got to be a natural letdown spot. No letdown. They went in there, and they dominated the Steelers Mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh today, and the Steelers coming off that big win against the Bills. I got scared a little bit, Wes. I shouldn't have been. At some point... I felt like John Gruden would figure this out. I think we're seeing that happen. Remember, this is a team that everybody said might be last in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. I think people are rethinking that now. Well, and and I laid off that game from a side perspective. Did get the under home, at least for that game. But 
I looked at it because I was like, how much energy is are the Raiders going right. to have? They put so much into that game on Monday night. Such an emotional win. Your first time in a new city at home in front of a full stadium here at Allegiant Stadium. Then you go to play Pittsburgh. We know Pittsburgh, from a defensive standpoint, is a championship defense, although they did give up 373 through the air to Derek Carr today. But we didn't know what Pittsburgh was going to give you because it felt like their demise was like exaggerated a little bit. And they get the win at Buffalo, so I'm like, okay, how good is this team? So it's kind of like not when we do buy, sell, or hold, they were a hold team for mm-hmm. me. And then the Raiders absolutely came in and really controlled the game throughout. I'm just going to start buying into John Gruden, what he's got going on there. You know, I am an unbiased reporter. That's what I do. And so when the Cowboys do well, I just try to keep a very yes. even keel. Let's go back out to David Gascon right now with an update on the Chargers and the Cowboys. And I, I thought they just had a pick there. For America's team, but what was that taken away, David? No, Dave, uh, you're in front of a national audience and you're lying like that as opposed to like <laughs> saying, saying the truth. I don't, I don't, what are we doing here right now? Um, you are correct, though. There was a pass interference call against the Dallas Cowboys, but a couple of things to point out, Dave. First of all, in the first quarter for the Cowboys, they had 170 yards, uh, 40 yards of total offense, and Dak was 9 of 11. It was efficient, but you know, Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott, they had combined 13 touches in that first quarter. They've ran the ball well. I think Kellen Moore has called a great game so far for the Cowboys. Now, this is a road game, but I said it very loosely because you're playing in Los Angeles with the Chargers. <laughs> There's a bunch of Cowboy fans that are out there right now, but I think the game plan has been working according to plan just because they've mixed in the combination of run first, then pass, and then pass to set up the run. It was a great first quarter. They have a 14-3 lead. Justin Herbert and company have crossed midfield, but nevertheless, they're playing some catch-up ball right now. And you see it, Dallas minus three and a half right now in the live game. But that advantage to Dallas, it's exactly where they picked up from where they left off in week number one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now they've gotten a takeaway, at least one of them so far. Yeah, I'm going to try not to get too excited, David. I will say, and and I am being serious here in this one, that was a terrible call. That that pick should have stood for the Cowboys. Uh, They did call pass interference to this drive, continuing right now for the Chargers. But... It's more I advocate defense, Wes, mm-hmm. because all of the rules right now are set to the advantage of the offense. And this yeah. is not just for the Cowboys. This is across the board in the league. Let the defenses play, too, because it does drive me crazy that you just get one hand, you're going for the ball just like the receiver is, and they're going to throw that yellow hanky out there. Let the guys play. I hate when I see that. And, again, this isn't me being a homer for the Cowboys. It's me being a homer for the defense. They get checks, too. They need to be able to play just like the offense does. Yeah, no question about it. Cowboys, by the way, 4.5, 58.5 currently at BetMGM. All right, let's go out very quickly to Tank Williams watching uh, the Titans and the Seahawks. And, Tank, you said before the game here you expected Tennessee to come out and play physical. Boy, look at that low-scoring affair. Mike Vrabel's got to be happy, right? I mean, he has to be happy because they still haven't been able to establish the run, yet they're getting some big plays in the past game. Tannehill just connects with Julio Jones for a deep pass over the middle. So it's impressive to me that the Titans can move the ball through the air, yet there's no threat of the run game whatsoever. I mean, Derrick Henry might as well be Kaiser Sose right now. I mean, he doesn't exist, (laughs) yet they're still in this ball game. So if they're able to get both facets of the offense going together, we might have ourselves a game here. But – 
both teams are still allergic to the end zone. To uh, Tang's point, that was a 51-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill, who looks very sharp today. 8 of 11 for 131 yards, and we do have a Julio sighting. Oh. Julio get the stretch here. 51-yard pass completion from Ryan Tannehill. Now three catches for 83 yards. Titans trying to drive and take the lead here. Seattle minus 2.5, 47.5 at MGM. Spoiler alert, Verbal Kent is Kaiser Sosa. If you haven't seen the movie at this point, that's on you. Don't go anywhere. We got scores and updates when you come back with us. The Chargers right now getting down there close against those Cowboys. We'll update when you come back with us right here in the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in the state of Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here with Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone. We've got action everywhere. And we said that Mike Wobbeshaw might be the busiest guy on this afternoon's slate. And Mike, more points in the desert. Are they going to hit the total in the first half? I... I can't I can't tell you that they're not going to. I mean, we still have two minutes, two and a half minutes to go. It's 20 to 14. We're at 34 already. So those of you who had over 33 and a half points in the first half, uh, you just hit the over on that last touchdown. It was a Kyler Murray scramble for a touchdown. So Murray fantasy owners are happy. He's having a nice game. The key play on that drive, the Vikings actually sacked Kyler Murray on a second down, which created a third and 16. But Murray found Christian Kirk for 19 yards on third and 16. Drive extended. Drive ends up as a touchdown for the Cardinals. So Vikings still in the lead. They're up six. They have the ball. They are the favorites on the money line. you got to lay a point and a half in game if you want to take them right now. And the 63 and a half uh, is the point total. It looks like a college football uh, over <laughs> under, not an NFL game. This is just crazy. I mean, s- scores are going to happen. While I'm giving an update on the last score, another score, is- that's going to happen in this game. I guarantee it. And I know Kirk Cousins, by the way, with all three touchdowns for Minnesota, but I think one of the big stories here is the running game. They couldn't run the ball last week, and we know that's what Zim wants to do offensively. They want to run the ball. Couldn't really run the ball in Cincinnati, and the offensive line, of course, we mentioned all those penalties. Right now, 15 carries for 132 yards for the Minnesota Vikings. Not just uh, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins has a couple scrambles. Alexander Madison just had a run, so... 20-14 20-14 to 14 now, two-minute warning down there in Glendale, Arizona. Minus 2.5 for the Vikings, 63.5, the current in-game total at BetMGM. I will say what surprises me the most, though, about Minnesota so far, obviously the offense looks great today. It's the defense, and you would expect Mike Zimmer to have gotten that figured out, right? And last year, they were awful mm-hmm. defensively. Week one, Joe Burrow, we saw what the Bengals were not able to do today against the Bears. 
Uh, he looked pretty good against that Viking defense, and so far, King Kyler Murray looking really good as well. So we have a shootout on our hands there as the Vikings defense continues to struggle this season. Let's go back out to David Gascon, watching the Cowboys and the Chargers. David, I will admit, I'm a little salty right now because I knew when they called back that interception, it would lead to points for L.A. It did, didn't it? Oh, listen, I... I, I have an active chronicle right now on you. Scared money equals no money in that Raider game. And uh, I'm trying to turn this game into a Big 12 game like you guys have just mentioned with Arizona and Minnesota. Uh, yeah, Mike Williams, a 12-yard touchdown reception from Justin Herbert. Uh, 10 plays, 75 yards out, less than six minutes in the drive. And then right back in the ball game, Austin Eckler on a two-point conversion. So I love it if you are a Chargers fan, you bat them for the game, and now you get the live money play where they were trailing 14-3. I continue to pound on that right now as they're batting 14 to 11. Dallas Cowboys with the advantage in the second quarter. Great stuff, David. And I'm with you. Objectively, you just go, how can the Cowboys stop them? Right. right. So right. that's the problem here. If you're a Cowboy backer like myself, you go, well, this is good. Well, you've held them to 11, mm-hmm. and there's 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, this has got shootout written all over it as well. Can the Cowboys keep up? Because to David's point, you don't think this Charger offense is going to slow down. Herbert, by the way, 11 of 12 right now for 117 yards. A touchdown does have the one pick. Dak also has a pick. Dak, for his own part, 9 of 11, 98 yards. So, yeah, you look at this. They're, they're going up and down the field, and that's what you really figured here. 174 yards for Dallas, 156 for the Chargers. Currently in the end game at BetMGM, 63.5 is your total. Minus 110 both ways on the money line, so pretty much a pick even though with the spread at BetMGM, you got to lay one and a half with the Cowboys having a three-point right, We're probably going to have to go back out to Wobie pretty soon here. Mike Wobishaw watching the Vikings and the Cardinals. We'll get out to him in a minute because it looks like Dalvin Cook just put the ball on the turf, and the Cardinals now sudden change will be deep in Minnesota territory. Look, you look at these four afternoon games here, Wes, and three of them right now trending to the over And maybe the surprise for many out there is the one game that's not trending to the over. It's Tennessee and Seattle. And that Mm -hmm. game's still being played very close to the vest. Six to three right now. But as I say that, I do believe Seattle has also just hit pay dirt. And there it is. Russ Wilson uh, going over the top uh, to lock it. So it looks like he gets in. So... Points really coming in the afternoon wave. We did not see a lot of points in the in the early action. Yeah, when we were last updating this game, Tennessee had a goal-to-go situation. Ryan Tannehill got sacked by Bobby Wagner, one of the last remnants of that Legion of Boom era He's the up last there in one. Seattle. And 54 got through there, and Zach Ryan Tannehill held him to three. And a big play in this game because Seattle has now responded. Uh, Russell Wilson to Tyler Lockett for right. a score. So we'll keep an update there, but Seattle does take over the lead there, 10-6. to 6, And you see now on the live line, 2.5 for Seattle. So still probably value there if you were a Seattle backer pre-flop. Getting the lead, now it's up to 3.5 here at BetMGM. What do you make of that? Because is this now you expect Seattle to take over from this point? Because a really slow start and you throw up by four. Well, uh, we might see the scoring pick up a little bit, even though it got off to a very slow start. That was one of the highest totals pre-flop. I believe 54, pretty much where it closed market-wide. And you look on the Tennessee side, they do look, even though they gave up that sack, but Ryan Tannehill, 8 of 11, 131. No touchdown jet. He did get sacked by Wagner, but... They're not able to really run the ball. Derrick Henry, look, all those 2,000-yard rushers regress Mm. the following season. Derrick Henry did not have a good game last week. I actually played his under on his rushing yards and touchdowns prop this year. But 
Tennessee's getting some plays in the passing game, getting Julio Jones involved, of course. He is now the number two receiver there for Tennessee. A.J. Brown, the number one. Just one catch for A.J. Brown, though. But I think Tennessee has some shots down the field, so I would be looking perhaps at this total. 49.5 currently at BetMGM Seattle, by the way, minus 5.5 in terms of the in-play line at BetMGM. Let's go back out to Tech Williams, uh, who's watching this game. Uh, But, Tech, before you give us the update on that, I was kind of going off on a tangent about how guys can play defense in this league anymore. As an old DB yourself, am I right, or is that just sour grapes after I see an interception called back? I mean, you're absolutely right. Every time I see a wide receiver drop a ball across the middle of the field, I'm like, there's no excuse for that because you know that a linebacker nor safety can hit you. Like, you have Mm -hmm. free reign to do whatever you want to do on offense these days. So it's only up to the wide receiver to go ahead and make those big plays. But kind of I like what you were alluding to before because now that we see Russell Wilson go over the top to Tyler Lockett, kind of open up this game a little bit, Tennessee has shown that they're not going to be able to run the ball against Seattle. Mm. I think Vrabel and that offense, they need to just come out with the mindset like, hey, Seattle's about to get going. Let's get the ball in Julio's hands. Let's get the ball in A.J. Brown's hands. And then just try to score with them, you know, series for series because I don't think that Titans defense is going to be able to hold up for the rest of this half, let alone the second half. That's a great point, Tank. And again, uh, if you want to go back to week one and the opener here for the NFL season, and you look at the game that Kellen Moore called yeah. uh, for the Cowboys to hang tight with Tampa Bay in week one. He said, I, I can't run the ball, right? I've, I've got to shoot the run here. I've got to go to the pass. But Mike Vrabel, Tank, that, that's not really in his DNA. Can he do that? Can, can he be able to switch his philosophy mid-game if you know that Russ is going to start cooking? I mean, he's going to have to if he wants to win the game. I mean, we saw the mentality that the Titans came in with. We want to run the ball, knowing that we won't be able to, but just try to keep the pace of the game slow, try to keep it close, try to stay in, and then hopefully, you know, they can make a play on offense or make a play on defense to win the game. Russell has shown that he's going to continue to go over the top. That Titans secondary will not be able to prevent Tyler Lockett, DJ Metcalf from making, DK Metcalf from making these big plays over the top. So, Tannehill and these guys are going to have to be able to open it up on the Titans side of the ball on offense in order to compete with the Seattle Seahawks. And unless Vrabel's willing to do that, they're going to get blown out again. That makes a lot of sense to me, and, Tank. And we also mentioned the fact that Caleb Farley, of course, not going for this game. Their first-round pick out of Virginia Tech. One of the six new starters Tennessee has on defense, and, and Tank pointed that out. Look, you don't know if this defense can hold up for four quarters because you have six new guys basically learning a new scheme for this team. And they spent a lot of money in free agency on a couple of these guys. And then, of course, also in the NFL draft. But I think Tennessee might get stuck being in a shootout here because they can't run the ball. And Ryan Tannehill has been a lot sharper early than he was last week against Arizona. So they may have no choice but to just try to go score for score with this team if they're able to do so. And also want to uh, correct myself. They called back the, the Dalvin Cook play, said he was down. So they had to punt the football. Minnesota did. It didn't matter because once they punted it to Arizona, we've got a lead change there yeah. out there in the desert. So Mike Wobishaw will be standing by. We'll get that official update uh, in just a couple minutes. But Wes, at this stage, again, we talked about numbers to scare you off for the over-under as the in-game keeps going up, up, up. 41 points yeah. with a minute and a half to go in the first half. My goodness. I don't see this stopping anytime soon. So, uh, And by the way, that touchdown and Wobby will give us all the particulars on the other side. But it was Rondale Moore from oh, Purdue. And I, and I said, look, this guy was a steal in the third round out of the draft for Arizona. Rondale Moore, a big play guy for Purdue. 
Gets him in the end zone. Matt Prater, PAT, good. 21 to 20. Arizona minus three and a half currently in play at BetMGM. And we'll check in with Eric at home. More points down there. Tampa Bay in the ATL. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and the ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back here on the Green Zone with Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We've got action everywhere we told you that Mike Wobeshaw is going to be a very busy man this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Mike, the points continue to soar in the desert. Give us the update on the latest shenanigans. It is 21-20 Cardinals. The latest touchdown was a long one, 77 <laughs> yards. Rondale Moore, a rookie out of Purdue. So more explosive plays, more long drives, more points. Over under right now, the total 69 and a half. Uh, really a fun game. Obviously, the point total um, has changed, but I think at halftime here, we're just sort of resetting back to where we started when it comes to if you want to choose a side or not. Um, you know, that this game was sort of three and a half, four, four and a half all week. It's probably going to be something similar at halftime, I would imagine. You guys can certainly opine on that. You can get uh, plus 150 on the Vikings money line right now. Vikings did dodge a bullet. Dalvin Cook went down uh, on on their last series, but he's back in the game now Mm -hmm. as the Vikings are driving down the field trying to score right before halftime. Yeah, that's a a point we want to make. Courtney Cronin Mm -hmm. had mentioned uh, from ESPN that he is out of the medical tent here and back in the game, as you mentioned, about 35 seconds to go. Does that give you a little pause, though? Because, again, Kirk Cousins, well, he's looked so good in the first half, but you got to get Dalvin Cook established at some point. Do you think we might see more of 33 in the second half? No, I I think that's a really good point. I mean, I I mentioned resetting when it comes to choosing a side in this game and the point spread. I think Mike Zimmer and the offense may try and do that. Let's get control of this. Let's slow the pace of this down. As happy as they have to be with how KC8 looks, I don't think you want to get into this type of foot race with the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury and this set of offensive weapons, DeAndre Hopkins. So I do think you make a good point. The Vikings may try and calm this thing down and reel it in early in the second half, but those are words. It's easy to say it. It's hard to do it. And you guys, I I just don't know. We can be contrarians and say this game's going to turn on its head and slow down. Um, We can, we can say it, but I'm, there's nothing that we're seeing that's telling us that's going to happen. This has the look of a game that's just going to keep going like this and and points are going to keep coming. And by the way, right now, Minnesota second and 10 from the Arizona 40. Now out of timeouts here. By the way, Arizona does get the ball to start the yep. second half. So Vikings got to try to get at least three here. 35 seconds ago, incomplete. So it'll be third and 10. Arizona minus two and a half on the end game, 68 and a half at BetMGM. Let's go back out to Tank Williams doing a great job covering this Titans and Seahawks game. Sudden change there, Tank, from a game that Tennessee looked like they were controlling, at least with ball control, six to three, second quarter. All of a sudden, you look up, it's getting away from them. What's the latest? I think the one thing that we've learned over the past couple of weeks is that regardless of who lines up at left tackle for the Titans, they're going to have issues blocking the defensive end coming off that side. I mean, Tannehill, he's going to have jitters for the next couple of weeks with that sack that he just suffered. 
fumbles the ball, gives it back to Russ and those guys in the red zone, and then they do what they do, head off to Chris Carson on a couple of carries, and then he pounds his way into the end zone. It's getting to that point that we just talked about a few minutes ago where Seattle's going to get up enough to where Tennessee's going to have to abandon the plan that they came into the game with and say, hey, if we're going to compete in this game, if we're going to win in this game, it's going to have to be on the back and on the arm of Ryan Tannehill. But now the question is, can that offensive line hold up in time for them to get the ball to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones? And back to what Tank was saying, Taylor Lewan not going mm. for the Tennessee Titans today. So uh, it kind of hasn't really mattered. Uh, he, he was hurt in pregame warm-ups, limped off the field, inactive today for the Tennessee Titans and just – not a lot of luck there. Not a lot of protection for Ryan Tannehill on that left side. And that's the double-edged sword that Tank's talking about because you try to establish the run when you can't run the football with Derrick Henry all of a sudden and Tannehill's got to go back. And then you don't have the pass protection here with Taylor Juan out. That leads to that strip sack fumble and then Seattle now going up two scores here. Also, a very quick update. Uh, it looks like the Vikings did score, uh, get that field goal before halftime here. So final seconds of the first half, the Vikings retake the lead here 23 21 over arizona 44 points we don't expect any more here still 20 seconds though so we don't want to <laughs> say that there might be uh maybe rondale moore runs a kickback he certainly got a big pass play already All right, let's go back out to david gascon right now watching the cowboys and the chargers game and David, a little defense all of a sudden? Is that starting to rear its ugly head? Uh, 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 Mr. Ross, temper yourself, Raya. <laughs> it was a sack, though. Leighton Vander Esch, first sack of the ball game against Justin Herbert. I'll tell you what, he's pitching a perfect game. He's 14-15 to 15 right now. The one incomplete pass was actually an INT to Trayvon Diggs. But, yeah, they're at the two-minute warning in Los Angeles. Cowboys are going to get the ball back here on fourth down and 20. Uh, they're up right now by 3-14-11. But so far, the offense has been sky high. Over 200 yards of offense for Dallas, and the Chargers are nearing 180 yards right now. So, I mean, it looks like that over-under, which was between 52 and 55, it, it's going to hit. It doesn't look like Arizona and Minnesota just yet, but I expect more of this in the third and fourth quarters. Yeah, I totally agree, David. And again, I do get excited for defense because we don't see a whole lot of it played down there with the guys with the stars in their helmet. But Leighton Van Resch, good to see him back in there get that sack as the Cowboys get that stop and get the ball here uh, again to see if they can get anything done before the end of the first half. But we are seeing points across the afternoon slate here, Wes. Mm -hmm. And again, you mentioned it. You thought there'd be an uptick, as Tank pointed out as well, in Seattle and Tennessee. We're seeing that now. And again, when you get that defensive uh, forced fumble and then all of a sudden the quick score, here comes Tennessee as they try to get points before the end. And of the another big play to Julio Jones. Now they are on the other side of the field. Already 101 yards for Julio with four catches in the first half. And we mentioned Tennessee, not only Lawan out, Roger Saffold on the other side went out for a little bit. He is now back in the game. They can't afford to lose both tackles no. here. They're already down one, but, you know, Ryan Danahill moving them down the field here. They're just outside the 30-yard line. So uh, Tennessee trying to get something on the board for the end of the half. All right, let's see if we can get more points again as these games keep going on the up, up, up. Tampa Bay right now up 21-10 on Atlanta. So the Falcons get a field goal as they try to – Hang in there. Again, mm -hmm. what, about 12 points at yes. MGM before the uh, pre-flop here. And again, it went up as high as 20 and a half in game. So with that, let's go back out to Eric Edholm, who's been watching this game very comfortably, I might add. Uh, Eric, what do you make of the Falcons? Are, do you feel like they've given you enough belief to think that they can hang in there in the second half? Well, Dave, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I would say they've been the recipients <laughs> of a little bit of good luck in the first half. Just had a what would have been a Bucks defensive touchdown called off the board. 
sort of a bang bang offsides play you know could have been a defensive touchdown for Tampa Bay that would have put them up 28 to 3 or sorry 28 to 7 excuse me and now uh Atlanta comes back down kicks the field goal Youngway Koo makes it a 21 10 bucks lead so in game we're looking at a 16 and a half spread it got as high as 17 and a half at one point things have settled down a little bit but I don't know if Atlanta has enough juice uh, and Arthur Smith, enough guts. He's been kind of a little bit yes. passive so far. So we'll see if they can kind of pull this thing out in the second half. I'm not uh, feeling too good about it. TB12, by the way, 15 of 22 for 201 and three touchdowns. Two of those to Gronk, one more to Mike Evans. So 21 to 10 is your current score at halftime down at the Big Sombrero. Or is it still called the Big Sombrero? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to call it that. What the hell? Tampa Bay minus three and a half for the second half, 26, the second half total. So basically 57 for the full game at BetMGM. And thought the Cowboys got in a stop. Apparently not so. Chargers have the ball back now, still in Dallas territory. Again, the Cowboys with a three-point lead. That game is uh, right now just under the two-minute warning, so we'll find out if they can get points there before halftime here. But very quickly to the point about Tom Brady you're making with those numbers. And I think I brought this up with you last week. When we look at MVPs, okay, I know Aaron Rodgers is a reigning defending. Mm -hmm. right? He's got a lot of time after that bad week one to try to make his case to go back-to-back. At some point, there's going to be value on Tom Brady. He's at plus 850 right now at BetMGM. This has been adjusted, by the way. Mahomes, 6-1. to one. Kyler Murray, 7-1. to one. Tom Brady, 17-2. to two. Matt Stafford, 9-1. to one. Then Josh Allen, 14. Russell Wilson, 16. And we, we said yes. there wasn't going to be any more points, more than likely. We said, oh, hold the, the 20 phone. 20 seconds, you said it. You said, yeah. hey, maybe. Well, guess what? You were right. 47 points at halftime. Arizona, if you had Minnesota Moneyline... In the first half, oh my goodness, let's go back out to Mike Wobbishaw. Wobby, I, I, again, I don't know who, I'm sure there are a lot of people that did have Minnesota money line in the first half. You got to feel pretty good when you have a two-point lead with 20 seconds to go on the kickoff and somehow you don't cash that ticket. Tell us what just happened. I mean, you're, you're playing, we're talking about Kyler Murray. This is like a video game for him. It, it reminds <laughs> me, I mean... It's it's a tired comparison and it's predictable, but it really is the closest thing to Michael Vick since we've since Michael Vick. It really is. Yes. Um, he he plays the game differently and he can shift the field in a hurry and he just did it with under thirty seconds to go. The Vikings kick a fifty three yard field goal to take the lead, as you said, and that's enough time for Kyler Murray to get the Cardinals into Matt Prater field goal range. A sixty two yarder goes right through the uprights. The scoring never stops, although it has to stop now for like 15 minutes because it's halftime. They, they, 62. I don't know. Maybe they'll be the first game to score points during halftime. I don't know. 62-yarder oh, to kill your Vikings first half money line if you had that. Condolences to all of you. Live in play over under 70 and a half. Why would you take the under? <laughs> I just don't know. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we've got a Super Bowl champion. Kadri Ismail is going to join the program right here in the Green Zone. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team 
And if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions all at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets. If any team scores a touchdown, new customer offer, paid in free bets, eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds in West Tennessee. Just tighten things up right before the half. Yeah, it looks like they are reviewing it. I think it's going to be a touchdown, and we'll see if they go for two or kick the one. First half backers for Tennessee very interested in that decision because it was three and a half there for uh, Seattle Lane. And end of the qu- end of the half here, Vizcaino doinks one off the uprights for the Chargers. 44-yarder, no good, but we're going to see what the personal foul is. It is on the offense, so Cowboys going to go into the half with a 14-11 lead. So if you had Cowboys money line first half, as long as you accept the penalty or decline the penalty, Mike McCarthy, the mm-hmm. half should end with the Cowboys up 14. And to by 11. the way, that Minnesota Arizona second half total 27 and a half. So in game adjusted total 74 and a half. Let's get out to a Super Bowl champion. Whenever we have champs on the show, mm-hmm. it's always a better show. Kadri Ishmael, the man they called the missile, and might I add, a legend at Syracuse University. Loved watching him play for the Cuse. Joins us now. He is the co-host of the Purple Pregame and Postgame Show on WJZ in Baltimore. Cadre, great to have you out with us here today. Obviously, the Chiefs and Ravens. Wes and I were talking about this game a little bit earlier. The importance of it for Lamar Jackson and company to not go 0-2 to start off the season. Cadre, what do you see from this team after that tough Monday night loss, and then you got to turn around and welcome in Patrick Mahomes and company. Well, I think first thing first, the Raiders are real. I thought that, you know, what Pittsburgh did at Buffalo to get a good, strong win against a team everybody thought was just going to run away with uh, the AFC East. Um, Pittsburgh still kind of feeling themselves and, and trying to get into a rhythm. Well, they went on the road. So now you look at Las Vegas and you look at the Raiders uh, and what they're doing, and uh, I think you know there's a lot of pressure on them to to come out and perform. Their defense wasn't all that good, and they wind up winning in overtime versus uh, Baltimore. Now they both play each other, and I'm thinking, well, you know, this is a home game. Their defense is going to really, you know, uh, get after uh, Carr. And my goodness, this is what's going to be two and zero. And oh boy, here we are. <laughs> and lo and behold. Now you look back on it, and I'm like, all right, well, maybe Las Vegas is a little bit real than what we think. And if that is the case, then I will say this, that it's a long season, number one. Number two, for Baltimore, I think this is a, a great opportunity to reestablish you know, yourself in the conversation as an upper-tier team. And if, unfortunately, you walk away without getting a victory, I think that's where you also have to not press the panic button because, again, there's a lot of football left to play and things are going to, one week to next, be in your favor or not in your favor. And I think more times than not, because of the way John Harbaugh coaches and his staff and all that, I think that they're going to be uh, right in the conversation at the end of the year, whether it be wild card or whether it be 
you know, vying for a home field advantage, they're going to be in the mix of the conversation as far as playoff. And by the way, no touchdown in Seattle. That is a field goal. It was overturned here. So now 17 to 9, Seattle, one minute left to go. So we'll get into that call mm-hmm. in a second. Kadri Ismail is our guest, uh, Super Bowl champion for the Baltimore Ravens at Super Bowl 35. And uh, look, Kadri, what I saw last week out of Baltimore, because really the obviously topic A of discussion was okay, is Lamar going to be able to take that next step as a passer? And I thought last week the decision making was good. And there were two quarterbacks, both named Manning that certainly thought he made very good decisions. And you obviously played with one of them, Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. And look, they were singing his praises for decision makings. I know people see the two turnovers, but those turnovers were caused by all of a sudden the Baltimore Ravens solid offensive line did not look so solid last week. We know Ronnie Stanley was coming back from that injury, but that right side got absolutely beat up last week. Yeah. uh, I I don't know if Alejandro Villanueva was sitting there with his, uh, black and gold undies on still and, and feeling like, you know what? You guys signed me, but my heart is still in Pittsburgh. So he had a, he had a game. Like, it was tough. And I think he needs a bounce-back game to, to reestablish himself, to, to kind of get himself, uh, you know, in a groove. But the crazy thing about it, as you mentioned with, with Ronnie Stanley, if, in fact, he can't go, that means Villanueva goes over to that left side. And so I think the, the offensive line in general, is, it's in shambles. Um, you know, when I look at the the way in which the league is, you can talk all you want as far as you know, Lamar or Patrick Mahomes, whatever. And we saw this with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, like both his tackles were just, you know, terrible. They, they yes. Because of that, you, you wind up seeing a guy really running for his life. And I think for Lamar, who, yes, can run when needed, I think what we saw with as far as Eli, as far as what Peyton was seeing, same thing I've been saying for the longest is that Lamar goes through his progressions. Um, he, he gets an opportunity to do what he wants to do. But I'll look at, you know, again, what, what Carr has done against the Ravens and against uh, Pittsburgh I mean, he had time to throw. He had time to get it to his guys. And that's, that's a value. Any quarterback will tell you that. And so, you know, I think what makes Lamar so dangerous is that, yeah, the moment you as a team, if you play a two-deep safety man underneath, that's where, you know, the defense's back is to him. And while you might think, oh, yeah, we got everybody covered – okay, Lamar's out of field for a 30-yard gain. And so those are things that I look at uh, that is a bonus for Lamar, but, yeah, football 101, you got to protect him if you're, quote-unquote, helping uh, Lamar take that next step, whatever that next step is when people talk about you know him as a, 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 a quarterback. Talking to Kadri Ishmael, the man known as the Missile, of course, won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. And, and Kadri, when you look at that total posted tonight, 53-and-a-half here at BetMGM, and the style of play we might see, look, it's, start, it's really tough to stop that Chiefs offense. We all know that, right? But how do you think the Ravens want to attack them defensively? Do they want to try to establish the run, even without the running backs, with all the injuries there, and the offensive line woes that you mentioned? Or as you mentioned with Lamar making his progressions, could we see him be more aggressive in the passing game tonight? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to be tough because what we do know from the other side of the thing is that um, Kansas City is not scared to to put up a lot of points, so there's going to have to be if you if you pass the ball, you got to make it work, and you have to score. We know that this team can score, especially once it gets into the red zone, and a lot of that is just due to the fact that Lamar is a, a dual threat, and 
you know, anytime he's out of the pocket, it makes things, you know, difficult for defense as far as covering him. And usually he has his eyes up the field and making great decisions as far as uh, throwing touchdowns. So with that said, if you run the ball, you better not get off track. What does off track mean? You're second and three. Now you're, you know, third and 15 because of a, either a penalty or, or some mistake where a guy gets tackled for loss and trying to do too much. Now that puts pressure on your offense to really, you know, put the ball up in the air. If, in fact, you get a third and long, sure, protect Lamar. Allow him to throw the ball down the field. And I think that's something that, you know, is a balanced offense. If you're in trouble, plan A didn't work. We need a plan B. We need a plan C. That's what the good teams do. And I think that's for something that I'm looking forward to tonight for, for Lamar. Kadri, we saw this matchup in week three last year, Kansas City 34-20 to over Baltimore in Baltimore. And look, uh, we saw what the defense uh, did last week. Gave up 491, really was good in the first half, and then Derek Carr was able to kind of pick them apart. So what have kind of been the topics of discussion in terms of what went wrong with that defense for Baltimore in week one? So when you play a aggressive style of, of man-to-man, the way – uh, Baltimore does, and, and Wink Martindale is all about, you know, aggressive up front. That's cool. But when you don't have a stud like Marcus Peters out there who is lost for the year, then you're exposing some things in the back end of things. Um, I know that Darren Waller was targeted 19 times. I know that Derek Carr, again, he had time to throw to guys and made some big plays in the second half uh, because you just – you thought you could get to him, you didn't, and on the back end, it was very difficult to to hold that you know that coverage. So it's just it's tough. I, I just think that you know when you look at um, Wink's defense, there's some things that are going to have to change uh, because of the fact that you're you're not having the full complementary talented group of, of guys in the secondary at your disposal. Uh, Kadri Ishmael, it's been a pleasure having you on again last year. The Chiefs for the underdog. This year, it's the Ravens, the home dog. We'll find out how that plays out. Thanks a lot, Kadri, for the time. We've got updates when we come back. Scores galore going on in the NFL. It's the Green Zone on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 